when I arrived in Phoenix at the airport, the first thing I saw was a man standing in the middle of the airport, just like as everybody's passing him, you know, to exit and get their luggage. And he was unzipping his pants into shorts, you know, those kind of pants. Then when I got back to Boston, when I was at Logan, Ooh. the first person I saw was a man putting on a Vineyard Vine sweater with right. a Red Sox logo. And I was like, oh, I'm back. Like, if there's not a signifier yeah. at each airport, how could you know? Arrived, how could you, could you know where you possibly are? Possibly know. Because everywhere looks exactly the same. Exactly. Every airport is the same, if not for a middle-aged white man. Showing his regional pride. Welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Welcome to Dear So-and-So. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We had a we long went to the ass desert. break. Yeah, and then we fell asleep. <laughs> for several days mm -hmm. at least that's what i did i went to bed i found a social cues i'd like to read okay great it's from renee in san diego wonderful <laughs> i i feel like i know renee in san diego like actually or like I do. from I feel, this question no from this just okay. like the whole vibe yeah you know okay all right here we go it all started when our nanny showed up with a surprise birthday cake for our daughter's sixth birthday party it had a barbie sticking out of the top now she creates cakes for all of our children. We believe this is an act of love and business development. Mm. Parenthetical, she wants to be a professional baker, and we give her a generous gift card to offset expenses. Mm. But good design is important to me. I long for professionally designed cakes like those I see at friends' parties. Hers are wobbly and amateurish. Still, the nanny, parenthetical, now our former nanny, mm. we parted on good terms, meets with the children and says yes to anything they propose. They love this. Should we allow it to continue? Yes. Yes! It's their birthday! <laughs> yeah. And they love this. They have a personal cake stylist. Yes. Who, like, manifests their dreams. Yes. And you're like, you want to take it away because you, you want, want... a more aesthetic cake that your more... friends will... Will like. appreciate? Ugh. Be the cool parents. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who's just like, this our is... wacky nanny makes some wacky cakes. Come on by. Isn't it fun? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. The kids have a personal cake baker. The cakes yeah. look like this. It's yeah. it's incredible. They have a bespoke personal cake baker. Like, yeah. it's kind of awesome. Yeah. You should honor her at these birthday parties. Like, I just, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Renee? <laughs> Renee in San Diego? Renee? Good Lord. How do you think they taste, though? The funny thing is they've spoken mm. zero, zero about, about taste. the taste of them. Well, I kind of have a feeling that this person doesn't, doesn't eat taste them. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't taste them. Yeah. Which yeah. is also you're missing out. Because had they been like, they don't look great. They're pretty inedible. Like, had there been right. this sort of That's like one second thing, thing where it's like, like, we don't even want to eat them. them. Yeah, nobody like, eats them. Even then I'd be like, yeah. let her keep doing it. Like, this Right. Is and then just... like maybe get some ice cream that people do want to eat. Exactly. You, know? you like, do like just whatever. some second pastries, like some little yeah. like, fancy cupcakes. They haven't yeah. mentioned the taste once. No, Not I don't once. think they care that it's irrelevant to them. It's all about the aesthetic. 
and I say, this is this is my aesthetic, wobbly and amateurish with a Barbie sticking out of it. I mean, I don't have that. That is like dead center on my aesthetic. I don't I know what else to say. I am now thinking that I am shocked that you didn't have a cake made for your wedding like the that was in the shape of the Gary house in Venice. Oh, my God. Because I hadn't met the Gary house yet. Oh, my God. Well, when are you guys going to do some sort of like big after covid well, uh we've been together you, for six and a half years Alyssa, or... <laughs> my birthday is coming up i can't afford to get you that cake <laughs> but will you like support me over zoom while i make it yeah but like i hold on let me what's it's that? gonna be wobbly what's it's gonna be amateurish <laughs> what is the name of that house the the Norton House. Norton House. Everybody. Built it for Go- his friends. Google along with us. The Norton House. The Norton House on Venice Beach. Y- y'all, it's the one that looks like Fred Flintstone's house. Yeah. And it always will be. And it'll always look like that. And if anybody tries to change a single thing about it, paints a panel, a, a shade off the colors it's What, like Gary comes and haunts you? I'm going to come. I'm going to come haunt them. Okay. I'm going to come for them. It's my favorite piece of architecture on the planet. I love it so much. It's so ridiculous. I'm going to be honest. I think if you haven't been doing a lot of cake constructing, this yeah. this project is going to be impossible. But I've been watching as your first a lot of undertaking. No, great British no. Bake Off. No, I think it's just you bake a lot of sheet cake and then you cut it. Like you just and you knife put it. dowels through it. Yeah, you I have guess to you like do put do dowels too. through it. Which it's also been pointed out to me. You know how sometimes friends smash friends' cake faces into <gasps> cakes. Oh no! Don't do that. Don't you could do lose it. An eye. You could <gasps> lose an eye. Oh, no. Don't yeah. smash your face through the Frank Geary Norton House cake, cake. I'm making because it's going to have dowels in it. full of dowels. To Should go back to this question, question? <laughs> I just want to say that your um, former nanny is the best and your kids love this and give your kids what they want on their birthday. They yeah, how lucky for them. This is birthday. funny and wacky and weird. Yeah, come on. I can't believe I didn't realize my mic was omnidirectional until this last trip. <laughs> Like, I cannot believe that. I can. Obviously, I think it's open I, in the back. I think I said that to you. It's open in the back. How open did I in not the back, notice? Just like that shirt. Steph and I went to a, <laughs> like I can't stop talking about it, a Nordstrom Rack, which we thought was going to be like a Nordstrom Rack in a posh strip mall, but it was just a Nordstrom Rack in a normal strip mall. Because we picked the wrong one on Google Maps. And then I tried on a shirt without a back that had to be like tied to my body. And I don't fully understand that style. I don't fully understand it either because there's so much sleeve and then there's nothing on the back. True, right? If it were like a tank top with nothing on the back, you're like, I get it. We're trying oh, to it's cut summer. down we're on airing material. Ourselves out. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, air your body out. It was just multiple layers of um, uh, what's it called when there's eyelets? Yeah, like eyelet yeah. Li- gingham or linen or something. Yep. Like layered on top of itself, huge <laughs> sleeves with like more eyelet gingham. Yeah, and then open no back, back. no back. But do you think if you're going maximalist in one area, it is actually a good call to go minimalist in another? Um, obviously, <laughs> you should only go maximalist in a couple directions and then yeah. sort of pretend the others don't exist. But I feel like an open back isn't a minimalist choice. No, it's almost maximalist. Exactly. Like, I'm just like, it's less fabric, but it's the max amount of flesh. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, I think that's also a maximalist choice. I think it was too much. Oh, that's so interesting. Do you think that ever happens in home furnishing choices? Oh, yeah. Where you're like, this is minimalist, but then it turns out it's maximalist. 
Right. It's like actually the most blocky thing it could be or the most bulbous or the most. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think there is a point where minimalism becomes maximalism? Like, do you think do you think that home styling is a circle? I do. I do. I do. I do. Especially if you've minimalisted it to one like what? Yeah. When one dimension is really exaggerated, it's Mm -hmm. maximalism again. Yeah. Wow. Do you have any other favorite when you go too far doing this one thing, it becomes this other thing? Oh, let me think about it. So certainly when I have less hair, it gets bigger. So that's mm, one. Like yeah. when I have less hair, it's like more just like it's out more hair. Yeah. It's more hair to others. But to me, I'm just like, oh, yeah, when I wash and blow dry this, it's very easy. Sure, um, sure, sure. But aesthetically, But it aesthetically, it looks like I'm, I'm like that girl with the hair. Mm, um, right. When I have shorter hair. Do you think when people say less is more, we've always been thinking of it as like, oh, doing less says more. Do you think that the phrase is actually referring to this phenomenon that yeah, I... Yeah, it's like, oh, I've limited my um, I've limited my diet to cheese only. <laughs> yeah, that is you know? maximalism that right That is there. maximalism. Yeah, That's when you maximalism. find yourself like only eating Blocks $20 of packs of brie cheese, yeah. you've gone maximalist. You've gone maximalist, exactly. <laughs> Less yeah. is more. Less and then you're like more. T- saying that to your cheesemonger and he's just <laughs> sort of like, no, this is a more is more circumstance. This is a more death. is more circumstance. Yeah, this yeah. is more cream and more salt and more tasty for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he knows, he knows, he knows. Okay, I have a social cues for you from the New York Times, as mm-hmm. are most social cues and most New York Times advice columns. It's brief. That is the thing okay. I do I do like about I like them, the New yeah. York Times. That, that, they're one little paragraph. Yeah, yeah and Max, that they're like, like if we're sentences. not good at editing, we're what are we good at? What basically. are we? This is our this is our jam. Yeah. It is signed anonymous. And it reads, my boss invited me to join her on a website where people post their job skills to find (gasps) work, among other things. I suspect she is hinting that I should start looking for another job, but maybe not. Should I broach the subject with her? And if so, how? Signed, Anonymous. (laughs) Yeah, um, I do. I think you should just say, like, thanks for sending me these. What are we up to here? Yeah, me too. What are we up to here? Me too. Is she oh, hinting? Man. Is my boss I, hinting? I don't. Is uh, It's weird to me that the boss. Mm. Yeah, this is a really weird one to me. It does seem like maybe the boss is really passive aggressive and Mary, Dear Mary style hinting. Mm-hmm. Um, that does seem like a, pos- a distinct possibility. The boss is also on the website, by the way. Well, that's my sort boss of the invited thing. me to join but her on a website. Exactly. If the boss is on the website, then. I feel like what the most bosses, if they're like kind of secretly planning to leave, will kind of tell you like often if they are like close enough to be sending you links like this, Mm -hmm. like they'll just come be like, hey, listen, don't tell anybody, but I'm I'm looking around like if I end up in a great spot, love to take you with me, like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't like I don't kind of get it. They are sending a message and it's really opaque. Like, I don't think they 
they think maybe that they're communicating something to you, but they're not. And so it's very fair for you to just be like, what's going what's on up here? here? <laughs> what's going on here? It feels like you're trying to send me a secret message, but my CIA training isn't up to date. And clearly neither is yours. We have to get together on this. We have to get on the same page. Yeah. Come together. Have a meeting. Yeah. Let's discuss. discuss. Can I schedule? Can I put a meeting on your calendar to discuss what all these forwarded links are about to the site? Exactly. Can I put a meeting on your calendar about that? Yeah, message her on yeah. Slack. Yes. It's it's. I I get the sense that it's kind of a a nightmare out there. Like that everyone's business is being thrown up in the air and yes. sort of like the chips are falling where they fall. Yeah. Like. Um, that like, yeah, between the people who don't want to go back for whatever soul searching yes. reason they found during this pandemic to like owners kind of freaking out about new business potential and models yeah. to just like, yeah, old timers coming back to their jobs and just being like, what is this new thing that I work at now? <laughs> yeah. Um, that it's, that's just kind of the vibe out there. People want to go back to waitressing. That's so there's, I mean, I'm sure you've seen on the internet a lot of, a little bit of right-wing backlash to all the pandemic relief, which is like, no one's going back to work. Their job, you know, job <laughs> numbers are low because people don't want to work. And it's like, well, no, it's just, I think some people have realized that it's not worth it to work some of these jobs, right, like right, in right. some of these industries. Exactly. For whatever it's like reason. nobody and it's like, quit their like mid-level, like, I mean, that's not No, fair. no, people just don't want to go back to work for $7 an hour. Exactly. Or people don't just want to go back to work for um, like jobs that will blow out their back. Or yes. like people, like people yeah. are just like, oh, I'm only on this earth one time. Yes. <laughs> and I only have so much time left. And like, I'll make it work, but it's I'm just not going back to your business. Right. I'm not going back to work for Do you think you. that'll change, though, in a year? Like, I always think like that. When that, people like, start to feel the squeeze. Yes. Have you ever met someone, Alyssa, who just like recently like quit a job and then went on a big trip or something? Or like, you know, yes, had, everybody like, around- living in a van. Yeah, that and isn't come, a homeless person living in a. Do you know any everybody right. affluent living in but a van? Have, yeah, sure. And have you ever encountered people just after they have that big trip, or even like a life changing event, like they like survived a round of cancer treatment, mm-hmm. or like they you know lost a, a loved one or something, and like in that moment right after their life has been upended, they're like everything must change now. And yes. you're like, whoa, that seems like a lot of things to change all at once. But they're like, I'm thinking about what city to move to. I'm thinking about changing an industry. Yeah. I think I want to change every habit I have. Like everyone's like, I'm going to change all all of it now. Right. And I think, and I think everyone, I mean, I think a lot of Americans at the same time just had the same experience. Right. So we're like and all, so like all kind of, of in that moment. That all together. Yeah. All together. And then, yeah, you're right. Of course, it'll dissipate. We can't all keep up that kind of, I have to change every aspect of my life energy right. forever. Yeah. Um, and then you like yeah. that feeling sort of like dissipates a little mm-hmm. bit. Exactly. Like all the energy yeah. that you had behind that just sort of is you, like. You like, can't sustain it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm going to read you an Ask a Manager that one of our dear listeners brought to our attention a while back, like kind of a couple months ago, I think. Um, we just haven't gotten to it yet, and I apologies. I think today's the day. Oh, okay. No apologies. I, we just get to it when we get to it. But apologies. I cannot wait to discuss it with you. Here it is. <laughs> okay. This is a ridiculous situation, but it's also serious and spiraled out of control, we think. And my coworker and I dug ourselves into a hole by staying silent. Our grand boss is, let's say, Frosty. Okay, frosty. first hint there. We've got a UK writer on in our midst. Because of the caller. word Frosty or the word grand boss? Grand boss, obviously. What do we say here in the States? Boss is boss. Yeah, we don't have this. It's an elegant word. I love it. Yeah, I yeah. think we should import it, but yeah. we don't We don't currently use it. Bring this word here. to the States. 
for now. Yes, it, for now. It can stay overseas. You can have it. Um, okay, our grand boss is, let's say, frosty, elegant, always in glorious suits, not a hair out of place, and a winter type. Mm. Renton is a younger, 30-ish lad type. He's well known to sneak out for an extra long lunch at the pub to catch midweek footy and come back after having a couple pints, etc. Okay, my coworker and I were in the kitchen area eating, as one does. Mm. She was telling me about a program she had been watching and was very animated, gesticulating with her sandwich. Mm. So eating a sandwich, gesticulating with sandwich in hand. Frosty Boss had just walked past us when my coworker made a particularly vehement point and completely lost grip of the sandwich. Oh, man. We both stared in horror as it flew through the air and smacked Frosty Boss on the bum. Oh, no. Okay. Frosty Boss was right next to Renton. Yeah. And she turned and gave Renton the deathliest of death stares before stalking away. Oh, no. Allison, she didn't see the sandwich. She clearly thought Renton had patted her, her familiarly oh man we don't think Renton ever noticed no one else in the room there weren't a lot of us late lunch seemed to either co-worker and I were in horrified shock and and this is terrible of us didn't speak up the whole thing was over in less than 10 seconds I mean what do you say yeah yeah now the gossip mill is churning like mad Renton was gone for two days the same length of time as our mandatory sexual harassment training module <laughs> And it's going around that someone threw a sandwich at him to keep him from molesting the boss because he was drunk. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man, how the story has twisted. Obviously, we have to fix this, but holiday break came. And now we don't know how. We need a script. So it's been like weeks, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, maybe true, a month. True, true. Yeah, yeah. Who knows how Pe- long holidays knows? they take in the UK. Yeah, two oh months my God, later. They take... Two months later, five months later, I don't know. Yeah. You guys are you guys have all the all the benefits in the world. <laughs> P.S. To make matters even worse, my coworker loves vinaigrette and mayonnaise on her sandwiches, so we also should have offered to have the skirt cleaned because there was definitely a splotch. Yeah, yeah. Script to note that too might be rather nice. <laughs> oh yeah. That's um, the end of the question. What? Alyssa, what do you say after you throw a sandwich at your grand boss? Um, stain her skirt and then let someone take the fall for it in a sexual harassment way. <laughs> what do you say a month after you did that? Do you wait <laughs> for a similar situation where mm. the grand boss is again talking to somebody else and then throw a sandwich again so that you can apologize to her that and time clarify and be like, oh, sorry, this has happened twice yeah sorry i keep throwing sorry i keep throwing vinaigrette mayonnaise sandwiches yeah at yeah you. yeah yeah i'm so sorry this like, ha- i can't believe this what are the chances this happens right, that twice? i would toss a reuben at your ass twice twice is that the move <laughs> yeah i guess that's the move um i think yeah i think that's the move if you're yeah i mean if you're unwilling to sort of just go in there and clear the air oh i would just on. actually go in there and clear the air come on i would email and be like I, I want to apologize that we accidentally hit you with a sandwich. It's come to my attention that people do not realize that is what occurred. Yeah. It's come to my attention that it seems like we were intervening in a pass at you by throwing a sandwich at someone who was about to um, <laughs> non-consensually pat your ass and that we didn't even succeed and he ended up making contact with your ass. That's what it sounds like people are thinking happened, right. but it's not what happened. But what happened is somebody gestures gestured emphatically. Yeah. And tossed a sandwich. And deepest, tossed a sandwich. Deepest apologies. Your biggest fan. How much do we owe you for the dry cleaning? Your grand employees signed your grand employees yeah also i quit in shame <laughs> my last day will be friday this, yeah this letter acts <laughs> as my resignation 
Yeah. <laughs> e signature below. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's right. And any further questions can be directed to my to my employment lawyer. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's what you do to your Anna Wintour type boss. I think that's the only option. Anna Wintour. <laughs> Excuse me. A sandwich groped you and I'm sorry. That is actually all you have to say. That's what you do. You get t-shirts printed for <laughs> you and your colleague who yeah. threw the sandwich. Or screen printed on the black back of your blazer. I mean, stay and business it, casual if you must. Exactly. You know? yeah. And it says, a sandwich groped you. I'm sorry. My apologies. This jacket, this screen printed blazer serves as my resignation. <laughs> And then, and then take and your then box with all your with all your plants. tchotchkes, yeah, yeah, and leave and your pens and go tchotchkes. Yeah, I love good, that word. A good, a good, a Yiddish, good Yiddish word among my favorite Yiddish words. As of this month, Slate has a new advice column called Pay Dirt, introducing Pay Dirt, Slate's new money advice Ooh, column. Fun. Slate's leaning in. They're like, we know we have all the good advice. So yeah. We're gonna just and we know up, what you're looking for. Ante. Yeah. They do. They do have good taste in questions. They They're do. They're like just strange enough. Exactly. Pay Dirt yeah. is Slate's new advice column examining money and relationships. Every week, columnists Elizabeth Spears and Athena Valentine will tacky your thorny financial questions. Fantastic. Instead Thanks, of reading that, listen to us. Listen to us. We'll, we'll, only, we'll pick the best. We'll tackle your thorny financial questions, but without the finesse of somebody who knows anything about tackling thorny financial questions. Yeah, we'll just kind of slap something on the wall, call it a day. Exactly. Just like a, just a sandwich. Just slap, yeah, the, just slap, slap a that sandwich, sandwich on to the wall. wall. Okay. This is signed, rich people, man. So like rich. <laughs> rich people, man. Rich people, comma, man. Um, man. Dear pay dirt. I have a friend who's always been a little cheap with shared checks. If I throw my card down for ease and let people Venmo me, he'll pay me. Like a conservative estimate of his portion, often short of the real total, and also not take tax or tip into account. I always kind of forget about this until he does it again. A few months ago, he estimated $25 when he owed me $40. And I was like, bro. And he seemed perplexed and gave me $40. I tell you all this because on our last hangout, it was just us. And through other conversation about COVID and his current joblessness, he reluctantly revealed that he is an heir to one of the biggest family (laughs) fortunes in America. He has virtually endless funds for the rest of his life. I had zero idea. I don't think many people uh, who know him do. His family seemed normal. Unlike Mm -hmm. other family fortune people. Um, His Mm -hmm. family seemed normal. They have a different last name than the famous one. So they don't Mm -hmm. have the Heinz last name is my guess here. Right. Um, I don't really know how to react to this, especially in light of just thinking I had a pretty cheap friend. Instead, I was partly subsidizing an extremely rich person. What do you think is going on in this person's brain? Do you think I should point out to him that he does this explicitly? Signed, rich people, man. Okay, you know how there's, like, this really strong impulse to draw a connection? Like, to be like, 
oh, well, how do you think the rich get rich with attitudes like this? You know, like, like, and I think Mm -hmm. there's, it's, it sort of reminds me of the way that boomers love to be like millennials. You can't afford a down payment on a house. Maybe stop buying so many avocado sandwiches. I guess what I'm here to say is that like their stinginess with you and their air status, they don't really have a lot to do with each other. So you should just like confront them about shorting you when they owe you 40 bucks as, as like this time you owed me 40 bucks and gave me 25. Yeah, and like really just separate it from the fact that they're heir to a huge fortune. Exactly. Like, hold your just, friends accountable who you'd no like to hold accountable. Yeah. It sounds like maybe you wanted to hold them accountable before and now you're just mad. Because right. you're at like, yourself. why was I even being nice about this? Yeah, you're mad at yourself. Not at Don't, the Heinz, but you're not mad about, the, but you can't be mad about the Heinz family fortune. You can still have whatever feelings you have about billionaires, but they don't have a lot to do with you wanting to tell your friend like, dude, come on, you know it was more than that. Yes. I think you still owe me $15. Yeah. Yeah. I knew one uh, Republican in Uh college. Uh And she used to, we would like meet up to eat together at the dining hall. And I would get uh, cottage cheese and put mandarin oranges in it. And she (laughs) would get cottage cheese and put ketchup in it. And I, this isn't, that detail is not the point of the story, even though that detail has led to you gasping. The, it has. The point of Thanks this is including it. to say that I distinctly remember her saying one time that she didn't want to support the Heinz family and their liberal views, but Whoa. it was the only good ketchup. So she was willing to. That's great. It's the only good ketchup despite... But, Alyssa, tell the listeners, you recently did it. Did Weren't you the one who was like, have you tried Hunts lately? No, I don't eat ketchup. Oh my God, it was busy. It was busy. It was busy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it happened in the desert is why I was like, could it have been you? No, it was busy. And she was just like, Stephanie, have you tried hunts lately and i said i don't know i don't think so but i do remember it kind of reminding me of like you know when you get the store brand that is the cane sugar version of heinz like and it's a little more chunky and it's like no i don't like like ketchup like i I love ketchup distinctly the only time i'll eat ketchup is when it comes in like a toothpaste tube from switzerland or like the netherlands or germany you mean tomato paste and it's nope and it's mixed with mayo and yeah it does look like the italian tomato paste but you got to yeah. go further north keep going you're in italy uh, you have going. tomato paste in your Turn hand north incorrect yeah, yeah yeah keep traveling is it getting colder yeah. you're getting warmer you're getting warmer <laughs> <laughs> that's how this works anyways in switzerland i bought some toothpaste tubes filled with like a swirl it's like their version of our peanut butter yeah. and jelly swirl in the jar together the laziness oh, sure. of that and that's the only time i was like oh i could yeah i get it i can get that into sounds this awful oh do well, you like dipping your fries in aioli yeah I do, do you I like guess, dipping your fries mayonnaise. in ketchup yeah well do i have a product for you <laughs> oh my god all i'm here to say is that busy and her partner did a taste test heinz versus was Hunts, it blind and they both blind taste test and they agreed that hunts was better so noted noted but like back to this friend thing i feel like this is a thing though that happens all the time like being underpaid or people thinking they've paid you enough some people like they do the math and they don't do it right but they do it so consistently that they're like oh how i always do it is this and you're like oh but you missed like this other 30 percent which was like tax and all this other shit and they're and, like, um, no. They're like, no, I never do it that way. I don't think that's how you do it. 
you know? And you're like, like they're just no, like, I know you never do it that way. You've been you shorting me consistently yeah. for the last 10 years. You and owe you me owe me $5,000. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Give me my five thousand dollars. I, I this need This is it one now. of those things. You know how there's sort of like um, a statute of limitations on stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder... we've talked about a statute of limitations. There's a statute of limitations on crime. There isn't a statute of limitation on stuff. Stuff. No, there. Is, but I guess what I'm saying is, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like you, I just mean like this. Just I mean, because like, we have used this idea before when asking yeah. to be repaid, doesn't mean there is a legal right. statute of limitations on being. No, repaid no, no. By your to friends. be clear, we don't discuss legal issues or terms on this podcast. Oh my so. god! In fact, like it, all, to all our seven listeners, we hope you've received that waiver in the mail. In the mail, we haven't yeah. received any signed any of your copies back. Thank you. I re- really, really. We assume we'll get returns. them next week. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um. You know, like we were like, okay, well, your friend, you said you were speeding because your friend was late to class, mm-hmm. and you think he owes you yeah. the money for the ticket, but I that happened that fifteen one. years ago. Right. So statute of limitations. Know, but if someone has been consistently shortchanging you, and that is still happening today i think that like, you can bring like up the 15 year, to that, uh, the 15 year old yeah mm. because they've like led some breadcrumbs and you're like no i've been keeping tabs okay it's five thousand dollars the next time that you pay for dinner and i venmo you i'll just actually be deducting it from the five thousand yes. dollar excel spreadsheet yeah excel spreadsheet in my mind that makes sense so those are the new rules you can you can call up old debts if there's been a pattern of behavior Thank you, you old so-and-sos, and thank you, Steph, for spending another half an hour giving useless advice. A joy, as always. As always, you can find back episodes at dearsoandso.pizza, where you can also submit your own questions, point us toward questions that you think we should answer, and uh, just provide other thoughts and feedback we would love to hear from you we would love to hear from you you can find us on instagram at dear so and so podcast and you can give us a call leave us a voicemail our phone number is dad dog five zero seven eight d-a-d-d-o-g five zero seven eight our music is by our friend busy Hempel. as always i'm Alyssa bloomstein and i'm steph carp and we'll talk to you next week Bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>